What's up, Mike Conley, a.k.a. Mr. Stinky Cakes. Um, we're going to switch it up a little bit um, and talk about not having to be perfect um, instead of, you know, when you launch. And recently, there's been two really good examples of this, right? First one is Disney+. Plus. So Disney Plus launched a week or so ago, might be 10 years ago if you're listening to this in the future. Shout out to you listening to this in the future. Um, but they launched and it wasn't perfect. I, what, what, what was, how many, anybody remember how many subscribers they had? Like 10 million, 100 million, whatever it was. It was a huge amount of subscribers they had. And they still um, launched it. And sometimes we be looking to launch our, our products or services and we'd be afraid to launch it because we wanted to be so perfect then we never get it right and we never launch it it just sits in this in our in our mind as something that we want to do right second example is uh elon musk and tesla and they launched the tesla truck and the tesla truck they launched it they had the little preview it's bulletproof glass and they, they shot some pellets at it and the glass shattered people talked about how ugly the truck was all sorts of stuff but guess what they had like two hundred thousand dollars uh, sorry two hundred thousand pre-orders right which is, equates to millions of dollars for that company what does it have to do with you well everything like just start thinking about the thing that you want to launch or the thing that you're launching or the thing that you're building or the thing that you have in your head that one day is going to be so great just freaking just launch it. Just do it. Because if these people with these huge, huge budgets are messing up, um, you gotta mess up. They don't see successful people don't wait for it to be perfect. That's why it goes back to what we talked about in one of the previous calls. Um, about lies, lies, and lies, right? Learn, implement, execute, succeed. Like, just do it. Your thing doesn't have to be perfect. You can improve it, right? Like even right now, I'm in the middle of launching Plan and Hustle, right? My, my the launching stands out uh, side hustle program, helping people that have jobs that want to start something that don't know how to start, start it, or people that, that want to start a side hustle, start from somewhere, start it, right? So what did I do? I, when I first had the idea, the concept, which been brewing in my head for a while, but once I got the clear vision on how to execute it, um, it was like, boom, let's do it. I know how I know what I need to do. I didn't wait till it was perfect. I didn't wait till everything was set up the way I thought every button where I should be every car. I, I just, I just launched it. Matter of fact, I was talking to Justin about it and Justin was like, well, I want to sign up now. And I was like, all right, cool. I'll put a link together so you could sign up. The thing wasn't even ready yet, but he heard what I was doing with it and he wanted to sign up for it. Right. Um, and he signed up and other people signed up and before the thing is not even launched yet. And we got, we got over 20 something people in it, but those people, I'm not looking at them as the end user. I'm looking at them as beta testers. And I'm like, yo, tell me why this thing sucks. Tell me what's horrible about it. Tell me what you wish it had. Tell me what you like about it. Tell me how I could improve it. Tell me what, how you wish it worked. Tell me what you think is missing. Like all the things that most people fear and what stop them from launching are the things that I'm welcoming with the plan and hustle in this beta. Because the bottom line is if I could please my beta testers and 
produce a, a product that they really enjoy. I know everybody that comes after that, they're going to enjoy it. And maybe some of those people are going to find stuff in it that they wish was better. But you know what? I don't, I don't hear negativity when someone tells me something that I have sucks or something that it could be better. I hear constructive criticism. I'm hearing ways to improve things, right? See, everything's about how you frame the information that comes into your mind. Like you got to, to be successful, you have to be able to force yourself to stay in a positive frame of mind. You know, some people think this is like hocus pocus stuff, but if you the more uh, successful people that you surround yourself around, the more you'll see that they, they just speak in terms of positivity. There's no negativity. Yeah, not just not negative things happening, but you, you, you don't want to have that in your mind because as you as you build and if you have these negative thoughts, you, you, you're just going to see what's wrong in everything. Truth of the matter is, and you guys have been hearing me say this over for, for the past few months, if not even longer, if you've been how long, tell how long you know me. Like I create content for 250,000 people out of the 7.5 billion in the world, right? So what I mean by that is, yeah, you know, 7.5 billion people may have access to my content, but I'm only expecting about 250,000 people to love that content, to really embrace that content, to, to say, yo, to have that content resonate with, right? And then from those 250,000 people, I expect 20 to 50,000 to purchase something for me, right? So from zero, sorry, sorry, not zero, from one to 200 to uh, 50,000 people to purchase things for me. So out of the 250,000 that love my content, I expect a small percentage of those people to actually purchase from me. So I just focus on the 250,000 people. So if, if someone in that 250,000 go, Mike, this thing sucks, but, and here's the difference. Here's how you know the difference, right? Because some people are just haters and they just, you know, negative. They just, just straight negative, no matter what. Like, I'll give you an example. Like I was, I was, I was uh, at Walmart and the, the Walmart Plaza. And for you guys that don't know Springfield, you won't get this, but just picture a Walmart Plaza. And this late, old lady was coming towards the crosswalk. I stopped and waved for her to go by and she just looked at me like I swore to her, like I, I did something bad to her. I'm like, wow, ma'am, I stopped my car to let you go by and you saw something negative in that. So to me, I, I, couldn't let, I could let her energy affect me or I could be like, you know what? Maybe she, has, she had a traumatic experience and she just likes to uh, uh, cross cars from behind, not in front. You just, like, it's like that. Like, you, you, you have to, you, you can't let other people, some people are just freaking miserable. Some people in life are just miserable. So like, but the, the problem with that, with those type people, those are the ones that have the loudest mouths. And so many entrepreneurs and, and business owners, especially in the startup phase, that didn't really build that thick skin yet, let those suckers suck their joy, suck their energy, suck that positive energy they need to, to build things. That's why my whole motto is create dope stuff and stay sucker free. Create dope stuff and stay sucker free. So like, here's how you know who's part of your tribe and who's not when it comes to constructive criticism. Because constructive criticism is different, different from negativity. How? Constructive criticism normally comes with a solution to fix it or improve it. And, and negativity is just negative and nowhere to fix it or to help it get better or built. So if someone in that 250,000 goes, hey, Mike, Plan and hustle. Yeah, I love 
I love that you give us 20, 20 courses in there, but it's confusing because I don't know where to go, right? It's confusing, I don't know where to go. And that could seem be seen, seen as a negative. And then they may say, well, you know what though? But if you, even if you just said, you know, course one, if you label them one through 20, so I know which one to go next, then I would love that, right? So if I hear that and then I hear that again and I hear it again, like three, four, five people say it, I know that's an improvement I should make, right? A, a, a negative person be like, man, this, this is garbage. Okay, it's not for you. Bye. See you later. Thanks for coming. I'm, I'm, I'm glad you gave it a shot, right? So that's just remember that, man. You, 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 just, you just build, you build, you build, you build, and you build for people that want what you have. You build for people that want what you have. Don't try to please the people that don't know what you, don't want what you have. You keep, there's no pleasing those people. There's no pleasing those people. And we, we as entrepreneurs, we spend too much time trying to please the suckers. Stop trying to please those people. There's 7.5 billion people in the world. It's a lot of people. It's a lot of people. Stop debating and arguing with people in groups. They're not a part of your tribe. Stop arguing with people in your community that don't support your business. F them. It ain't for you. I promise you the people that are for you, you don't, you don't got to beg them. You just got to find them. You got to take the time to look at, okay, who are my buyers and why do they buy? Because once you figure that out, you tapped into a freaking gold mine. You tapped into a gold mine. You have an acre of diamonds because you know what you're looking for and you know who appreciates you. And then you just find more of those people because I promise you there's 250,000, if not more, of those people looking for you right now. But if you're spending all your time trying to convince the people that don't want what you got, you'll miss the people that want what you got. And let me tell you something. It's not a race thing. The people go, well, well white people don't buy from well, black people, Asians don't buy. That's just a bunch of bull. People are people. If you know what your people look like, you know what your people look like. And it's not a look, it's a mindset, it's a way of being, it's, a, a, it's a, what they connect with. You need an, a physical example of this? Tell me what color or what race uh, Apple, Apple products are sold to, or McDonald's, or Home Depot, right? Or GE. See, they're not everybody, but not everybody. It's a certain type of, you got some people that go, in home, go to Home Depot would never go to Lowe's, would never go to Ace. But they know, they know their clients. They know who they are. They know where they live. They know how much they make. They know their um, um, buying behavior. In the 100 Grand Planners group, and if you're not a 100 Grand Planner, you could look this up on uh, YouTube. Someone recently put me onto this. There's a thing called behavioral economics. Google that. Learn about that. That's one of the things that if you if you get that, and we talked about we we talked about it a little bit. Let me go go to the calls list because the call that we talked about that in somewhat, but I talked about it in a different way because I didn't even know this uh, behavior economics was a thing. I'm just looking call number sixteen when I talked about marketing is emotional slash logical. 
like for you that for you and some of you've been here since we first started this thing a couple of years ago uh, right now in those mastermind call replays or we call them on on demand the mastermind calls on demand there's like there's 61 calls in there chalk <laughs> chalk full of information man um one of the biggest things i i want to want to want to also address is when you're using the courses the the launch and stand up courses these aren't things like cute videos this is not netflix so these are things that you should be have you should have a notepad and a pen every time you're doing something on launch and stand out with the goal of getting some action steps let me write these things down that i'm going to do immediately implement right learn implement learn implement i don't want anyone that that that, that gets involved with launch to stand out to just learn because then you get stuck and which circles back to how we started this call be okay with getting things wrong be okay with getting things wrong you don't have to be perfect like even with me at Stinky Cakes, I, I when I started, I didn't know what the heck I was doing. I had an idea and I just went. I didn't wait to be perfect. I, I couldn't. I needed to find some way to bring some revenue in for my family. So me sitting around waiting would have done us no good, right? So even when I when when we had that first order that, that wasn't in, in, in Massachusetts, that wasn't when I had to ship, I literally made about 23 prototypes of, of Stinky Cakes, rolled them down my stairs. And these all took me like 20, 30 minutes to make. So it was a whole bunch of time making them to get to that 23rd one that I rolled down the stairs. It hit the wall and then it was still intact. Like, oh my God, okay, I figured out how to make them so I can ship them. I didn't sit and wait. Like once I once the person ordered it online, I had to, I had literally, because our, our delivery time is five to seven business days. So I had to figure this out right away. And that's some of the, that's, that's what you guys got to challenge yourself to do. Stop sitting, waiting for things to be perfect. Your customers are people. And if you're honest and open with them, they, they, they'll get it. And if they don't get it, they're not part of your 250. Refund them. Say, hey, thanks for, your, thanks for the opportunity to work with you. And then they're going to go tell their people, you know, whatever, Mike Conley's and whatever. But guess what? Chances are they did it with everything. And... Their family and friends already know this person complains about everything. It, and if, so what? 7.5 billion people in the world. 20,000 to 50,000 I'm selling stuff to. You should adopt the same thing. Look at the numbers that you want to make. Don't, and I always say, the, the, how are you able to do this with your mind and not feel overwhelmed? is not to go, okay, I'm at, my, I'm at this job, I make 30, 40, 60, $80,000 a year. I'm starting this business and I want to be a billionaire. I want to be Jeff Bezos. Your brain is going to fry. Like, how the hell are we going to do that? We, we only know how to make 20000 30000 80000 from a job. How are we just going to magically make that? But if you start with your expenses or your, or your debt, this is a smart way to start. Okay, I have... $30,000 in debt. And like I always say, you don't even have to go far because most of us have these things now called smartphones that come built with, what's this thing called right here? What's the little button here? Let me put it up. It's a calculator. Look at that. That's where you start. So if I have $40,000 in debt, 
right? And I don't even have an idea yet. I don't even know what I got to sell. I don't know. But let's just say I want to I want to sell something that's 50, 50 bucks, right? Divided by 50. How much have I got to sell? 800. So let's say a thousand of them, because then we don't know the cost and all that, because I'm just figuring it out. So I got to sell a thousand things at $50. What can I sell? You know what? I really love making kites. So let me show people how I make my kites. Now, let me put that in the, I, I'm so consistent. I got, a, I only need a thousand people to buy my kites. I built this following of about 15 to 20,000 people that love my kites. So what do I do? I got three packages. I got a package where uh, they could build one themselves. Here's the steps. I sell that for whatever. I got a, I got a package where they can, I can customize it for them. I, that, that's even, that's even more, right? Or they have one where they could just buy what I got. It's a different price point. So it might be $10 if they want me to ship them one, $75 if they want me to, to custom, customize one for them, right? And then I may have a different package for whatever the other package is, but it doesn't matter. So now I'm generating my revenue. That's why I started. I didn't start by saying I'm gonna be the greatest kite maker of all time and they gonna know my name. Uh, it just does too much stress. Because if you're that good, that's that all that other stuff's gonna happen anyway. If you're really that good, you don't you think you're gonna sell more than a thousand kites? It's a long longevity, right? You've, now you've been doing this for 20, 30 years. Now you're the kite king or the kite queen. But it started with you just saying, hey, listen, I, I want to sell a thousand of these things, 800 to a thousand of these things. Let me build the audience of people that want that. Let me be influential about kites. Let me start traveling and flying my kites all over the world in, in, in exotic locations. And people were like, oh man, this guy's always some, what's, what's he do? Where's the kite? That's the kite man. It's everything. Is this what you do? This is what having access to the internet. This is what I've, having access to payment systems like you this it's so simple to do this now like and i always i'm 30 37 but i always feel like the old guy because i've been selling since i was nine so like just looking at the tools available now is like there's no really no excuse there's literally no excuse like right now someone could take that kite idea i just had and start that today <laughs> they could pull up their iphone start uh creating a video of them making these kites, talking about how much they love it, what they've been through. But you can't, don't fake it, whatever your thing is. And then, hey, uh, subscribe to my email list for my next kite design. I'll do one, one a week. By the end, now, by the end of the year, you got 52 kite designs. 52 kite designs. And if every time you had, every time you had a um, post of the video, you got, just be optimistic. A thousand people subscribed every time. So now you got, now you got 52,000 followers <laughs> and 52 designs. You could sell 800 to a thousand of them. So that's just how it works. But you just start. Most people will be like, well, I'll start when I got 52 designs and I could share all 52. Nah, don't do that. 
Look at, look at, the, go back to call. One second, I got my, gotta pull my phone up here. Go back to call 57 and 58, Jerrica and Adrian Blake. So 57 was Jerrica. She just, Arcani hair coil. She just started selling her hair gel. She put, posted in some groups, added, not just spamming, added value to the groups first. So you go back and listen to the call, really take notes of the steps people take. Don't just take notes of how you think it works or how you hope it works. That's another mistake a lot of people do. They, they could have, the, you could watch a YouTube video that say, how does that go from zero to 80,000 in sales? But your brain is gonna be like, well, this is how it works, this, this. So you, you might have skip, skip one, uh, sorry, step one, skip steps two through eight, step nine, skip steps 10 through 20, skip and then step 21. So you only doing three steps and wonder why you can't get a result. No, every step, figure it out. They, some people lay the blueprint out. And then Adrian with uh, Doll Face Fit, she said when she started her business, she didn't even know what freaking PayPal was. Now she's having 20 to $50,000 months. But if you look at, and she was called 58. And if you're in the Launch and Standout Insiders group and you don't know what I'm talking about with these replays, if you go on launchandstandout.com, you can see the mastermind calls on demand. You could, you could get access to that. That's $29.99 for access to all the replays. Or you could join 100 Grand Plan and you get it and you get to be on these calls live too. So you don't get to sit in the group listening. But that's what it is. Don't be perfect. Now, now if you have some like, medical business or whatever, and all of these things too, you should, you, also, you should have a business attorney or, or actually, if you don't have a business attorney, be okay with paying to consult with one. Because in certain fields, you know, you have to have, it's some certain fields are regulated a little different. If you're in the food service business, make sure you, excuse me, make sure your I's are dotted and your T's are crossed. Medical, you know, you guys know some industries you have to have certain things in place to run the business, but you, you figuring it out when you're setting it up. But don't, that leads to another thing. Don't be afraid to pay professionals for that time. Sit down with a business attorney. Most of, the, most of them start with like a free consultation. Hey, here's what I want to do. And then be willing, set, set aside that 200 to $500 or whatever that fee is so they could, you know, help you get your ducks in a row. I, I was listening to a, um, a podcast with, Master P on it. Make him say, uh, anyway, that's all other thing. <laughs> Master P was on there, but he was talking about um, how he was able to be so successful as a, with his own label. And he said, what he did was he paid like 20 something grand to sit down and, st and talk with Michael Jackson, his attorney. And he says, how can I get a better deal than Michael Jackson? And the, his attorney said, you only thing you could have better than him is a distribution deal, 80-20 with the record companies. And they was like, okay, I'm gonna do that. So what's that gonna cost me? Well, it's gonna cost me like 200,000. So what do you know what he did? He went out and sold his records from the back of his freaking truck. For, that's first, that's how you got the 20 grand. I, mean, I think maybe part of the money was from the grandfather. Something, it doesn't matter. But he, ended up, he started selling records on the back of his truck. He had the money. He got that distribution deal, Master P still Rolling in the dough today, a lot of people was laughing at Pete when he was doing it back in the day. And now those people are out the game and don't have that money and Master P owns all this stuff still. So don't be, I, I say that to say, don't be afraid to invest money with professionals. 
would have a plan. I was talking with um, Justin and I was talking with Brandon earlier and both of them said something interesting to me about along the lines of approaching the information that's in, in launch and stand out, right? And they both were saying, because now they're going, these guys been with me pretty much from when we first started. But now they have a different mindset and they're going back through the, the material. They're like, you know what? I, I, at first I was just rushing through the material. And now what I'm doing is taking my time, taking notes and really I, like I, I heard this stuff, but now I'm hearing it different. So like, that's what you guys gotta, gotta be able to appreciate about launch and stand out and all the courses that, that I put um, together. They literally, um, designed for you to slow down that's why i try to keep everything so affordable i mean so it's not like if, if you're still learning and you're getting hit every month with crazy fees five hundred thousand two thousand dollars a month like that stinks but when you when you learn it and it's cost effective you see the value in it i mean no one's ever complained to me about the value of what's in there um it's not no one's ever said hey it's a bunch of garbage so like but i, I take notes, man, and then go implement. Be okay with getting stuff wrong, because once you start getting it right, that's when you start seeing return. But I think that's all I got with that. I, I must, we, we'll, we'll, put this, we'll put this replay up on the, in the mastermind calls. We'll use this as a, as, a, as a training session. So I want to open it up for, for questions, but I don't want you to get into too many details on your business because this is going to, this, I will, this will be a replay. Normally when we do uh, the group mastermind session and you guys talk about your businesses, I don't record those. So anybody got any questions or anything they want to ask or, or add to this? Just, um, just unmute yourself. I see we got veganist. We got Garnell. I know Chantel Justin's here. CJ's at work. So she, she, wait, who's something's in the chat. Hold on. Let me see here. Can I say something real quick? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. First off, I just want to say, we go back to 2011, you and I do. So I feel like I went and I, I told you on the personal side when we were talking the other day is that going through your book years ago when I first got it from you, when you first wrote it, to going through the launch and stand out, just going through the, the plan and hustle program, is that I explained to Mike is that I feel that his book is such an easy read um, and it's for anybody and it doesn't, you don't, you could be the most intelligent person in the world and you could be at the most basic reading level. And I feel like he can grasp everybody because that's just how well put the book is. Um, but I feel that that translated into his videos and this is no fluff for Mike because we all know his head's big enough. He's born with a big head, so I don't need to tell him this. But King it, DNA. But for every, but for yeah, but Pharaoh DNA is that um, is that for everybody that's out there, that's how this is. So it once you get into it, it's almost it makes you feel more comfortable because it's that easy reading or uh, or just the process of going through the videos. But um, I just wanted to say that just because I'm going through that hustle the plan and hustle and I want to just and, recommend and, it that we all get into it. Thank you. And is it, is it perfect right now? Cause it's, this is Justin, one of the betas of that cause the beta testers and this, cause this whole thing's about just starting, right? Like, is it perfect right now, Justin? 
No, I give you feedback already. Right. But is the information good? Yes. See? So that's what I'm saying. Like, if you got a good product or service, now we're just working on the use. Like, I, I, I got the beta tests because I'm working on the user experience. Because I know what I want them to get out of it. So, like, now how do I convey that in my mind to, into the minds of everyone else? So when, when the but beta tests... What I wanted to say, though, Mike, was that... Mm -hmm. Is that no matter where you are, if this is your first side hustle or if you've already been in a side hustle, which just say like hopped and brewed sauce company for myself, just call that a side hustle for the sake of conversation. So I go and I do that. But now looking back at uh, approaching the side hustle plan and, and hustle is that it's, I can refer back to that being already have gone through those stages or like I was explaining to you, it's very self-aware. Like I'm very self-aware now. Everything I hear from you, no matter if I've already gone through the program, it's making me look at, oh, I didn't do that step exactly how I should have. And I told you about the foundation that you need to, and I just, you know, I, I don't know. It's, um, it's great for any stage that you're in, basically. That's awesome. I appreciate that. I, I think that's, that's definitely, that's definitely a game changer because so you start with plan and hustle, you get act, you then you go into the video, the video series that John and I did. Then you go into ideas everywhere. Um, and by the time that you're done with ideas everywhere, you, like your brain's going to be like, Oh my, if, if you take your notes, you're already good. Then the next thing you go is how to start a business from home. And John breaks that down. So like at that point, like you, you, you're going to be, so so uh educated with with simple thinking as far as it comes to business because you, you guys got to remember john did 120 million dollars selling teddy bears and that's the whole premise behind the even the, even the 100 grand plan that's john's breaking down how he was in his early stages building the vermont teddy bear company so like if you even just grasp a piece of that and really implement and really do what you're told and, and not and, and do less of what how you think it works because this is the whole thing like there's not every day that millionaires like john or anybody else break down how they did it they share it with their kids they share it with people in their circle but they don't share it with the world not like how he did it so like if you look at the people in the hundred grand plan that that crushed it out of the gate. I promise you, just from me watching, those are the ones that was closest, closer to what John teaches in there. And the ones that go around in circles, go around in circles, is not until they start actually taking note and implementing what they're learning, then the needle starts moving. So what happens too is some people start implementing and start turning the needle, then, then they jump back off and go back to how they think things work. And then they, and then the needles start going in the wrong direction. Got to stay humble, man. The first, the first, the first part of hundred grand plan, the first step is mindset for a reason. And, and then in plan and hustle, which is the baby version of that, because plan and hustle should get you started, get you rolling, get you making some kind of money on something. And then hundred grand plan to help you take it to the next level. Same thing with, but same thing with plan and hustle. When you start and plan and hustle, which is $9.99 a month. When you start and plan and hustle, then you realize that, okay, it's mindset. But we talk about it a little different there. Now, um, but, you know, and then you just go into how 
how these opportunities are everywhere. Like, I, I, as I like to say, ideas are everywhere. So, you know, because at the end of the day, when it comes to ideas, man, it's not the idea. It's the execution of the idea. Like so many people like, I got the world's greatest idea, but I got to wait until I have it trademark, trademarked and patented and this and that and the next. Bro, the second you put that idea out, if it's that good, someone's going to copy it anyway. And you call it um, plugs for phones. And the other person called it phones for plugs or whatever, or something else, whatever. It doesn't matter. There's a lot of ways to tweak things, man. Just go. I'm not saying don't protect your IP and all of that. I'm saying just go. Get it done. Don't, don't wait for me to, for it to be perfect. Brandon, I see you got your hand up, bro. What you got? Uh, I just, I wanted to say something. I wanted to ask something. So in the beginning, because I just watched that video yesterday. Which right? video? The one with John Sortino. Okay. So, and I, I, I watched it and I was listening to everything he said. And I said to myself, every line is a note that I need to yeah. write down. Yeah. Because I used to read it and say, oh, I need that one thing, right? Like, like the whole video. I used to watch the video and say, I, that's the one thing I took away. But the other day I listened to everything he said and I said, I think I need to spend a whole day watching this video over and over again, making sure I have all the notes I need because that's, it felt real, you know? Like it felt simple because he made it seem so simple because it is, but it, it wasn't, it's not stuff I'm doing every day. And I need to, I need to implement that structure. Or I'm not going to have anything, you know. It's true, it's true. So, 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 John, he's the uh, 100 grand plan is based around him, but also, plan and hustle is based around him too. With the um, ideas are everywhere and how to start a business from home, like, like, mm. it's all, it's all there. Like, it's, I don't know, man. Just because I produce it, I might be a little biased, but even when I hear the opinions of people that that are doing it, they always talk about it. Like I look at Indian Lamont with Veganish, right? And they did, they did the Spark program and eFall and all that stuff and Accelerator Pro, you know? And they said, they said to me, you know, Mike, I don't think we would have did as well in these other programs if it wasn't for the 100 grand plan, if it wasn't for the launch and stand out, right? Like what, 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 I, what I created with this thing is literally a simplified way to learn in, in, in uh, succeed in business because it's not about me like even with the book the reason i justin talked about the book launch and stand up being so simple the reason the book is so simple is because i wrote that when i was a job corps and i wrote it for my job corps students i never wrote it to become what it is becoming now this whole um courses and agency and podcasts and all these other content comes behind it that was never, that was not my original purpose. My original purpose was my job course students were coming to my office after Google, like Brandon and he could, Brandon could verify this. They would come in my office after Googling me like, Hey, mister, you run a business. Why don't you teach us business? And they would come with business questions for me. So I, so I, those things were just notes. I would jot down and the whole premise behind launch and stand out was 23 different businesses. If, if there was, if, if, if those businesses were stinky cakes, how would I run those businesses? So I was just to give them like my version of other business ideas. Cause like ideas are everywhere. And then the, the stand. Tell them ahead. how you used to watch Shark Tank with us and explain the show. 
so we would understand it. Used to break down the the deals that were being made so we could understand it. Yeah, right. And it was just really about breaking down business for these guys. And the reason Launch and Stand Out is so simple is because guys like Brandon and Gene and all those other guys that that would be sitting with me, they had really good questions. And I realized, like, you know what? I bet you adults have these same type questions, but they're too embarrassed to ask. So, like, that's why I simplified everything. That's why the 100 grand plan became so simple. That's why plan and hustle is so simple. It's like, I want people to get the information because I, I really believe everybody has what it takes to succeed in business and entrepreneurship if they, they, they just embrace it and understand what it is, know what they got to do, what it really, really looks like. Like, Instagram's got people fooled to thinking, like, business is just, like, cakewalk. And some days it is, and, but most days it isn't. But if you understand what you're going through, understand what you're dealing with, it, it becomes simple. You learn how to build a team. You, four-point triangle, right? You surround yourself with other people, the, this, this mastermind call, things like that. And then you just move. When Sam Walton was building Walmart, it wasn't Walmart in the beginning. This dude was walking around trying to find a spot. He found his spot. Started selling little goods, and now today it became Walmart. His his kids turned it into Walmart. What it is now? You don't start off as Walmart. You got to start somewhere though. Learn who your people are, sell to them, and then duplicate that. Um. Anything else? Anybody else want to add? Yeah, I do. Go ahead. I want to say something. Uh, actually, it started off as a five and dime. Okay. And uh, he was so successful, the owners of the building kicked him out. And he had to start Walmart to feed his family. Yeah, okay. See? See? Yeah, no, he revolutionized the retail stores. And he made so much cash that the owner of the building kicked him out, put his son in. Then the business went under. And then he ended up opening up Walmart with his brother-in-law. Why do you think the business went under after they kicked him out? Didn't have the mindset. Yes, mindset. Um, Mike, this is Chantel. I do have a question for you. All right, go ahead. Okay, so, like, let's say you're testing an idea. Like, how long is a reasonable amount of time to determine whether that idea is good or not? It depends on the idea, right? But first of all, like, like, okay, so, so people vote with their dollar. So if, like, if I put something, something out and there's a simple description, it's clear to understand, and people don't buy it, I, I, I shelf it for that moment. Like, planning, okay, for example, planning hustle. Justin and I were drinking coffee, and I was telling them about it. And he was like, yo, send me the link. I want to sign up. That's a good sign that I got some. So then when I posted what I said to Justin on Facebook and people inboxed me and signed up, I, I knew. I already know. So I know 5,000 people is going to sign up for it. They just got to know about it. I get, now I have to do the job of advertising and marketing after I have it set up where, um, in a way that my betas are saying, no, this is great. I love it. So like testing the idea, you got to test it with real people. 
That's why I say, even if you just start in a business, before you even start, sell one. I just sell what you got, that product or service, sell it to someone, or sell the concept to someone else that would be willing to start working on it with you. That's how you know you got something good. If you can't get someone to say, oh man, yeah, I want to be part of this. Man. And if you can't get someone to buy it, don't waste your time. I'm not saying throw it away, but go on to something else. Because people vote with their dollars or they vote with their time. If someone's not willing to give you money or give you time, F it. Because like some people don't even know how to, like on the flip side, right? Flip side of haters. Some people don't know how to give like real constructive criticism because they don't want to hurt your feelings. So they may think your thing is trash, but it'd be like, oh man, you know, you could do it. Good for you. Good job. But don't listen to that either. If they ain't pulling out, they're not pulling their credit card or they're not saying, hey, I, I, could, I, want, I want to be part of this. I want to help you build this. Run. Like, that's oh why God. I told Mike, I just watched a movie yesterday about this lady. She was an opera singer and she was horrible, but she was like extremely rich. So nobody wanted to hurt her feelings. And then one day, like, she saw the review in the newspaper and the guy totally trashed her. She literally, like, fell out and died. Like, seriously. Like, within, like, three days she was dead because she couldn't handle the, the fact that people didn't like her singing. Yeah, so she, that's, but that's why you don't want fake people in your circle. They'll kill you, literally. Yeah. Yeah. But see, that's like with you, when you created that, um, when you create, and like I said, it's, it's, it's a recording, so we don't want to go into too much details, but like when you record, when, when you created that, um, that, that resume thing that you did, and then you did that. The automated video. builder thing. Yeah. yeah. And then you put it on, and then you put on YouTube and someone bought it. That's, that was a good sign. Yeah. But I couldn't sell it after that. I couldn't well, figure out what made that person buy. Yeah. That's, that's what you messed up. You didn't, you didn't. Well, you didn't have to. You didn't have to figure all that out. Figure that out. All you had to do was distribute that video all over Facebook and all over YouTube, and let the people that the next part would have been really understanding who that person is and why she, why he or she bought. Then, you, then yeah. find more people like that. But it would have been based on who that person, not who you think they are. So, like, and if, then if you distributed that message to people like that. You had would have more likely had other people to buy the exact same thing. Like once again, stinky cakes. Like I used to post on mediatakeout.com, right? And people would go on my website and then they would buy. And then once I figured out like what these people had in common, which was it was normally it was normally um, the person one degree of separation from the um, the pregnant person. When I first started, I used to give I used to market the pregnant person because I figured they'll tell people they want it. But once I, once media takeout gave me, cause I'd be like, you know, it'll be, cause we, this is why I, I always said like a personal message. You got a free personal message. People thought it was great, but really for me it was market research. Cause so it'll be like, congratulations girl. I can't wait to be an aunt. I'll be like, congratulations baby. I love you so much. Can't wait to be, we're we going to be great parents together. I'll be congratulations to my daughter. I know you're going to be a great mom. And it'll be like, oh shoot is the person one degree of separation from the pregnant person is buying these things. So my marketing messages changed completely. I, I, I stopped trying to talk to the person that was pregnant and I started talking to people one degree of separation from them. Like this, this whole thing's a process. It's, it's boring, long, long, lonely, boring work. 
but it's worth it if you get it right. So like that's why I, that's why I tell people now you can put me anywhere in the world. I, all I need is enough money to buy a, a box of diapers, ribbons, elastic bands, and all the uh, supply. Give me a hundred dollars. Give me a hundred dollars, and I promise you, I can get back home. Because all I got to do is find people. Because people are pregnant all over the world, and I just got to find people one degree of separation from those pregnant people and sell them a baby gift. So that's how obsessed with your thing you got to be, so you can figure it out. That's what I'm talking about. Knowing your, knowing your. Uh, 200,000 people and knowing you're knowing you're 20 to 50,000. That's what I'm talking. I'm talking about knowing them like that. Knowing what to say to them at what any moment to get them to buy. Knowing what to say to them to get them to pay attention to you. Knowing what to say to them to get them to give you feedback. Like knowing those people. That's when it comes to business, that's what you need to know. Forget everybody else in business. I'm not saying be a horrible person. I'm saying in business, know your people, take care of your people. That's all you got to do. If you do that, you can win. If you do what you how you think it works, you because you, you go on base, it'll be it's based on your consumer behavior, not your that and what could be completely opposite of your buyer. Like people that buy from me and what and and what I buy are two different things, but I understand my consumers. I understand their behavior. Does that make any sense? Would you, Brandon? I see you got your hand up. I just wanted to ask that five hundred thousand people. Is it so that you could get a certain, you're reaching a specific target uh, market, right? Like your people? So, so you yeah, 250,000. Yeah, so, so cause like conversion rates, you're looking at anywhere from three to 20%, right? Depending on how, how close, close you are. So that's, I know that's what's gonna happen. I know that's what's gonna, I know that's some, I know that some people are gonna convert. That's just what, it's just like online conversion rates is what it is, excuse me. So okay, um, so what what if you're in a market that just happens to be bigger than that? Say it again. Then, what if your market yeah, is bigger yeah, than that? Great. Then you mean that means you made more money. That's not that's the best problem ever. Okay, I'm just trying to get an idea. Okay. Hold on. I'm trying to I'm trying to fill. Pull up my cat because I'm a calculator guy, right? So, so three percent of why can't my okay? Here we go. Um. I have to come back to this because I'm trying to think and do this at the same time. But when you look at when you look at conversion, all you got when you look at conversion rates, percentage of, and you know what your conversion rates in your industry is, then you know how much people you got to be a part of that tribe to know who's going to convert. Not people. People are part. People are part of your tribe. People are part of um, who would actually buy. So there we go. So 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 uh, from two hundred thousand, 
uh, 20,000 is 8%. So that's the 8% conversion rate. 20,000 people. And then 50,000 people, that's 20% conversion rate, right? And then if we at 5,000 people, that's 2%. But I know, I already know um, in the space that I'm in, that's what the conversion rates are normally between 2% and 20%. So that's where my five, so when I say I only expect I want 5,000 people for Plan and Hustle. I know I got to create content for 200,000 people to make that happen. I have to solidly resonate with 200,000 people for that to happen. Then I also know from that, from that group of people, um, a certain percent is going to up, um, upgrade to a hundred grand plan. And then I know a certain percentage of those people are going to want to do um, consulting with me. And I know if a certain percent of that people are going to want me to do that market informed because they don't, they just, they got the money, they got the resources, they don't got the time and they know I can do it. So that I'm not focused on anybody other than those 20,000 people that really rock with me. Everybody else, not that I don't love them, but they're not a part of my tribe. They're not a part of what Launching Standards is all about. That's fine. There's many other places they could go and I'm okay with that. I wish them the best. I want them to succeed. I'm not losing sleep over them though. So you got to know your numbers like that and then be willing to create stuff for that many people. And if you think about it, 200,000 people is not a lot of people. In a world, in a world of 7.5 million, in a world where 50% of everybody either thought about starting a business or want to start a business. In a world where I, what I, I think I posted on my Facebook the other day, like 80,000 businesses or 800,000 businesses and new businesses started a month or something like that. 800,000. I'm only creating content for 250,000 people. So you got to know your numbers in your industry and what you want to do. Be obsessed with it. I'm obsessed with this stuff. Like, I love it. That's how you get there. You got to know your numbers. It's a numbers game, man. When you look at all those Facebook videos and you see like, oh my God, they got 8 million views. Okay. Those are three second views. How many, how many, uh, all 95% views. That's what matters probably a couple thousand out of those couple thousand one to three percent would buy something those people sold something so then now you it's a couple hundred people that actually convert is less so now you know maybe a hundred or two whatever that's how it breaks down i showed you guys that before with that i'll pull it up again let me hold on, give me one second let me let me pull this up real quick here and I'll share my screen, Mr. Stinky Cakes. This was the same conversation, Mike, that you were having the other day at the pizza shop while we were waiting for the wings. Yeah. Okay. Let me just share my screen here real quick. So y'all can see where I learned this. I learned this by doing. This ain't no like theory to me. Come on. Zoom, share screen. Right here. Share. All right, two, two, I'll show you these two case studies that I did. So this first one, my wife sent me this video and I was like, oh, that's cool. Let me share it. 
So at the time, I po I posted this on my page. You know, a lot of marketing language happens in here too. I ain't gonna bore you all the marketing did to make it happen, but I shared it on my page. And then what happened? At the time, my page had 500 likes. Look, the thing reached 6.9 million people, right? It had. I don't. This is not so many. So it ended up having a, like, what's that, 600 and something thousand video plays. I wish I could, oh my God. See, that's why I don't like doing things on the fly because then I mess up. Let me see here, you. So I am pressing that. There we go. Did it zoom in on the screen over there for you guys? So anyway, look. So this would happen. So it reached almost 7 million people from my tiny little page with 500, with 500 likes. This is when I learned likes didn't matter with Facebook. This is when I learned likes didn't matter. Um, so now it ended up having um, whatever. So these was like the video, video place. Now out of that, 9,000 people clicked on the links or whatever. Um, and I was like, okay, this is interesting data right here. This is where I started learning how like this, the, the formation of TTLLCC, which if you never been on that call, um, that call is TTLLCC, I'm looking here. Call number 34, targeted traffic, liabilities that you convert to customers. This is where I started learning that. So it was crazy. Now at this point, she didn't even know, this person didn't even know me, right? So I reached, I reached out to her. She thought I was a weirdo, right? I, I wanted to interview her. This was in 2013 is when I started learning. So she just didn't even know what to do, right? So anyway, what happened with her was she ended up, after this video went crazy viral, um, she ended up, two years later, ended up being on New Zealand's um, Got Talent. She ended up being the runner-up. Same person. Started off on my tiny little page, right? So that's when I realized the power of social media, like for real life, like, yo, it should be starting on social media and it'd be popping into real life. So it's a powerful tool if you know how to use it. So look, this is from Google. And then the, the, the case, second case study, that's when I realized like, okay, if I did that for her and she got that, how can I do it for us and us get paid? So me and John, when we were running Cambridge Entrepreneur Academy together, this, I did it again. So I created a viral post. It says Chinese billionaire says, if you're poor at 34, you deserve it, right? Cambridge Entrepreneur Academy. This thing freaking had the internet going crazy. So what happened with that was we ended up having a million page views. So you see it right here, 2014, literally like a year, a year to the date when I did this thing. Because this was in, this was like, look, that was September uh, 2013. A year later, I did it again. <laughs> here, which was in October, which kind of started over in the end of September. But we ended up having a million page views, right here, right here, a million page views, uh, 800,000 sessions. Now, here's how to break down what happened, what really happened, right? And if you see here, most of that traffic was from Facebook, 600,000 people from Facebook, 208,000 direct, 16,000 referral, and uh, 5,000 organic search, and others, and whatever. 
So out of those, out of that um, a million, one million page views, 15% or 150,000 were curious clickers, right? Targeted traffic live leads, right? So they were curious as to what's going on. So if you see here, they started on that Chinese billionaire thing not with the 900,000 page views. Um, then from that, 24,000 went to my homepage, right? Because there was a link in the article to go there. From that, 13,000 went to the landing page for business ideas. 5,000 previewed the course. Then this was other people clicking from different places. 2,000, uh, 2,100 clicked on the courses. And from that, about 2,000 people actually ended up giving us money. They either bought a course or uh, um, joined a membership. It was like 500. It was like five, it wasn't 2,000. Two, the, the, our email list ended up being about 2,000 something. And people that bought was like either bought courses or bought, um, either bought courses or bought the membership was like 500 people. But that's how it broke down. From that million, it broke down to a, a certain percentage. Um, and then if you look, so, and that was used, this was around the same time. This was traffic from stinkycakes.com. I used to do this in here as a bonus because like I wasn't even working on Stinky Cakes, but because of all the traffic from Cambridge Entrepreneur Academy, people were like looking like, who is this Stinky Cakes guy? What's he talking? What's the Stinky Cake? And then in, in that time frame, like I wasn't looking to put 10 traffic here, but I still had, had 130, 139,000, 140,000 people on without trying. And I think my shopping cart might've been off at that, at that point. But that's why I learned, that's why I learned the whole percentage thing. That's when I stopped trying to get everybody. Cause I used to be like everybody else was well, Facebook has 2 billion users. We could be rich. Yeah. But all those 2 billion, you might have like 500 that want your thing right now. So how do I find those people? Then that's the things that you guys got to start thinking about when you, when you build in your tribe and figuring out who you got to feed, build the tribe, feed the tribe. So anybody got anything else for me? This was supposed to be a quick call. <laughs> Any other questions? Go ahead, Brandon. So uh, you grow your customer base over time. Like it could take a long time to do that. It's worth it. Oh, I'm not saying. But you don't have to. You know, like you don't know. So yes and no, right? Like with the, the like so so like the kite example like that kite example right? I literally could you run targeted ads to people that like kites, mm. right? So it might be an audience, a Facebook audience right now with, I don't know, let's just say, eight hundred thousand kite enthusiasts, and I'm only trying to get a thousand of them to buy. So I'm putting out that content for them, let them know like, yo, we got the dopest kites of all time, buy one. Then they, they may have to see that message 20 times. So I just got to run that consistently, seeing who's clicking. Okay, people are clicking, people are clicking. Okay, for every 10 click I have, or for every, every thousand click, I get three buyers. So I just got to keep running, I just got to keep running it. So okay. that, that's the beauty of being able to run targeted ads. But you got to know who you're targeting first. And you can learn that, you can adjust that each time you make an ad, right? If you learn that other people are interested. Yeah, exactly. Okay. It may be freaking preschool teachers that buy the kites. So you sell yeah. the preschool teachers, then you figure out who's buying it and you sell it to them. 
so there's no perfect marketing message right it, well the just, marketing well that's why i'm the marketing message you got to remember a marketing message gets someone to shift their attention because people are getting hit with thousands of hundreds of thousands of marketing messages a day so if you could get a marketing message to get them to look at your thing that's already starting to work they're clicking on it then now they go into your site and they go oh you know what it was it was the it was the preschool teachers so now you construct an ad for hey preschool teachers this is a fine if you could find out why they're interested you're almost there so now you gotta you you, you go to the why do preschool teachers like this kind of thing oh because you know we, we're doing class dojo or whatever this thing is uh whatever school how, whatever the thing is the, the program that they do now whatever where the kids teach themselves and in it this guy uses uses that shape kite that you have to teach to teach what a what a uh hexagon is and you go oh oh hey preschool teachers looking to teach your kids a, a fun way to teach your kids about hexagons we got these kites that are in 4.99 we ship to school so now the preschool teachers are buying all your kites because you figured out why they was buying it but you got to pay attention to your people this is this is this is startup like businesses that aren't startups they already figured this stuff out they're doing these same things over and over like Mc, when's the last time mcdonald's did something new you know at some point this year to make uh, or next year the mcrib's gonna come out you know at some point something's gonna be a dollar or something's gonna be two for three or you know you, you already know they already figured that those things work so they just keep doing it over and over you guys at the part where you're figuring out what works and you can't copy what they do because they, I mean, maybe the infrastructure, but not the exact deal. Why? You don't know yet. You don't know your customer like that yet. Like I said, with Stinky Gigs, I started winning when I understood the um, person one degree of separation. And then the second part was when I, when I realized um, baby shower was a competitive sport, just like the NFL or NBA, like the Super Bowl. That's when I started winning. John started winning when he realized people, guys, um, buy, he shouldn't be selling a, a, a toy, he should be selling a gift. He talks about that hundred grand plan. Then he really, when, when, he, when he really, really realized who his customer was, and he breaks that down hundred grand. You can watch it, figure out, and he'll tell you exactly who his customers were. But that's that's what I'm talking about here. But to circle back to what we started off, it starts by starting. It doesn't start by being perfect. It starts by starting, and not going on what you think because you don't know. If you knew, you would already be at whatever revenue you want. Listen to your customers. Learn how to turn what they want into, into what you have to sell. So, anybody else want to add anything before we wrap it up? Or ask any, any more questions, anything like that? Yeah, no? All right. What's up, John? So, that's what it's, that's what it's all about, man. <laughs> any other questions just wrap it up anybody want to say anything all right listen guys time is the most oh, valuable yeah. thank you you're welcome thank you. you're welcome thank you you're welcome time is the most valuable commodity thank you for spending some time with me Everybody in the Launch and Standout Insiders group, man, I didn't even see today. I didn't get to check to see if you guys. Join the 100 Grand Plan. That's how you get to be on this call live. Everyone is on this call live. You get to ask their questions. They're 100 Grand Planners. 100 bucks a month, man. 
It's a deal. It's a deal. So it is what it is. Uh, time is the most valuable commodity. Once again, thanks for spending time with me, Mike Conley, AK Mr. Stinky Cakes. Till next week, next call, next time I see you. <laughs> Have a good day, man. Peace.